You're listening to The Nature Photography Show. In this episode, I talk about my recent trip to the Grand Teton National Park. Howdy folks, and welcome back to The Nature Photography Show. This episode is post the Grand Teton National Park trip that we just recently took in May. This trip was with my family, my wife and son. Lucky for me, they are both wonderful to have as photographer companions. They'll either stay in the car, sleep in the car, read in the car. They'll walk with me. They never complain about anything, no matter how many times I want to take a picture of the exact same tree. A lot of times they stay at home and let me go do my morning sunrise shoot. And honestly, in the Grand Teton, sunrise is mostly where it's at. I'm not saying you can't get good photos at sunset, but the sun sets behind these grand mountains. And so unless you have some clouds in the sky, you're not going to get any real color or anything like that. I wanted to talk about this trip because the Grand Tetons has become one, if not, and this is hard to say, it is one of my favorite, if not my favorite places to be. Now I grew up near the Great Smoky Mountains and for me, those mountains are always home, but I have spent so much time in the Grand Tetons over the years that I just absolutely love the place. Not only do you have wonderful landscape photography, but you have opportunity to do some wildlife photography as well, so long as you can find them. Now, a lot of times they'll let themselves be known, but sometimes you really got to go looking. So anyway, the Grand Teton National Park. If you haven't been, it's one of those places you should probably try to go if you're a landscape photographer because it is amazing. Now, I like to go in May and I like to go prior to Memorial Day because everyone's still in school and I don't have to worry about the huge crowds that I've heard rumors about in the summer. Not to mention, it's also the changing of the season. So it can be cool and then warm and you end up with clouds, you end up with fog, you end up with a lot of drama from the weather. Now that can be good, and most of the time is great actually, but it can also be bad if the weather decides not to cooperate to the point that you can't photograph. Lucky for us, most of the time it has to be anything, anything short of a torrential downpour is going to be just fine for us. So this trip was for the family. It's my wife and I's 25th wedding anniversary, which is amazing. Uh, the anniversary isn't until July, but we decided we wanted to take the trip as a gift for our anniversary. And our son loves Jackson Hole, so it was just a perfect place for us to go. And what I want to talk about is what opportunities there are in the Grand Tetons. There are tons of opportunities for landscape photography. And you can find all kinds of information about where to go in the Grand Tetons, such as Schwabacher's Landing and Snake River and Oxbow Bend and Jenny Lake and Jackson Lake and Glacier Point and all of these wonderful places, the, the Molten Barns. The Mormon Row, I mean, there's just so much there for you to photograph. But what I want to talk about is finding your own photographs. When you go to one of these locations, you have a tendency, or at least I do, I have a tendency to want to get the iconic shot. 
and I'll go and get that shot. And I recommend you do the same, especially if you haven't been to these locations, get that iconic shot, but then start exploring. And that's what I did a lot on this trip was I began to explore out past those points that I'd been to before. I found new roads, I found new peaks that I hadn't seen before, I'd found new opportunities for woodland photography. I mean, it was just, it was wonderful to get out and explore. So if you go to the Grand Tetons, make sure you give yourself enough time. Don't give yourself a day or two because it's gonna take at least a week. If you can give yourself a week or two weeks, that is fantastic, but go get those iconic shots and then start your exploration. Now we did have a chance to run up to Yellowstone for a day and that was that was quite entertaining. It is a long day, a long drive, but Yellowstone as you know if if you if you've been there, if you haven't, that's another place. Yellowstone does not disappoint. If you go up there, you'll have plenty of opportunities to take photographs. So, what did I do in the Grand Tetons this time? I did something a little different. I went to the Jackson Hole uh, what is it? The Wyoming Camera Outfitters. Now, I always go there. There's some great folks that work there. Travis and Isaac. Isaac Spots is a phenomenal wildlife photographer. Make sure you go check him out on Instagram if you don't already. But I went there and I bought a small travel tripod. And I bought the travel tripod with the intent of making videos. And while in the Grand Tetons, I was able to make think four videos and they're up on YouTube now. So if you didn't know, the Nature Photography Show has a YouTube channel. So go check that out. It is youtube.com forward slash the little at symbol Nature Photography Show. So make sure you go to YouTube, check that out, watch these videos from the Grand Teton. And I decided to do that because I wanted to do something a little bit more than just an audio podcast. So I wanted to add video since this is such a visual medium it just made sense. So I, I started doing the videos in the field and I had a blast doing them. They ended up coming pretty easy to me. They're not exactly long videos and please, when you watch them, understand that I'm relatively new to all this. I had done videos once before in the past, but that was quite some time ago and some things have changed since then. In these videos, I wanted to talk more about the compositions than I do about the techniques. Now I did start talking about techniques initially because that's kind of my go-to leading workshops and, and those kind of things that, that kind of make me want to talk about techniques and about composition, all that. But this video series, I wanted to concentrate on trying to explain what it was about the scene that drew me in. And the more I do photography, the more I find items like this of interest, where you have a phenomenal photographer and you see their techniques, the techniques are one thing, but when you can really start seeing their eye and they explain why it is that they took that photograph, that makes all the difference in the world. And I figure if you like my photography, then you might like a video about what I see and how I see the world, photographically speaking. That way you can understand my mindset when I decide to take a photograph. Nine times out of 10, there is a method to my madness and it's not just a spray and pray. 
there are times when I've done that where I just see so much and I don't know exactly what to do. So I'll just take a bunch of random shots and see which ones work. But even those shots, there's something about them that drew me in. And as soon as I identify that, then I start working the scene a little bit more. So hopefully you'll like these videos. Like I said, go over to YouTube, check it out, make sure you like and subscribe. And there's a little bell that supposedly all that helps. So ring that little bell and, and leave a comment on the video. Let me know what you think, what you think about the Grand Tetons, what you think about the video, and what you think about the images at the end of every one of them. So that was a little bit of the mindset that I had with the Grand Tetons this time around. I wanted to explore areas I hadn't been, and I wanted to be able to do some video work. So this encouraged me to do things a little bit different, and I, I really had a great time doing it. I did have one or two days of real frustration. There was some Canadian wildfires, and they ended up pushing a lot of smoke, not just a little bit, a lot of smoke in the Grand Tetons. And I had a day or two where it was very, very difficult to get an image. And I, it, it frustrated me. I did manage to get a few images even in the smoke, but I was still frustrated because I had these ideas in my head about what I wanted the photographs to look like. And then I was met with the smoke and it just kind of, it wanted to steal the joy that I had. And I did a video on it too. It wanted to steal the joy that I had of being there. So I had to really, really work in my head to get out of my head and stop worrying about being frustrated and just deal with what nature provided us and get out there and make an image regardless of what was going on. And it, it actually encouraged me to find new places in the Grand Tetons that I hadn't explored. And I got a few good images from that moment. And I also added this new location so that the next time I go back and I will go back the next time I go back, I'll get to explore these new areas that I found that I wouldn't have found if the smoke hadn't come in. So don't let the frustration steal your joy. Allow that frustration to fuel your creativity. And that's all I wanted to do for this podcast was just talk about the trip a little bit, mention the fact that I did things a little bit different and that there's a YouTube channel. And now I'd like to ask a favor. This will help the show out. If you could go over to iTunes and leave a review and a comment, it would be greatly appreciated. So thanks everyone for listening. And as always, grab your camera, get off the couch, escape, explore, and create.